0: The following message was recorded at Shades Valley Community Church in Homewood, Alabama. For more information and resources from Shades Valley, please visit us at shadesvalley.org. All right, our scripture today is Psalm 96. If you'll turn there with me, please. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, shades. How are we doing? Good. It's good to see you all. Grant, you're on the front row. It's going to be a good Sunday. (laughs) Let's start our time by going to the Lord in prayer. Father, we pause for this moment, and we acknowledge that you are here. By your spirit, you have chosen in your sovereign kindness and grace to be with us, to dwell in and among us this morning. And so we have hope, hope that we may see your son, that hope is not rooted in me, not in my ability or how charismatic of a speaker that I am. The type of knowledge that I've attained, that hope is in you, and that you will work in the hearts of your people. So I pray you would do that for the glory of your name. Amen and amen. So the 20th century theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote that it can be a dangerous error. It can be a dangerous error if we In and of ourselves, think we know how to pray. Can be a dangerous error of the church, if we in and of ourselves think we know how to pray. Bonhoeffer says that even though this is a reality, that there's another reality, and that is that the Lord, in His kindness, has not left us to ourselves, but He's given us a teacher. Who is that teacher? Well, Bonhoeffer says that teacher is the Psalms. He calls the Psalms the church's prayer book. And he says that whenever the Psalms can be recovered in the church, whenever the Psalms can be meditated on, dwelled upon by the people of God, then an unsuspecting power will come. When the Psalms can be meditated on by the Spirit, an unsuspecting power will come. So today is Missions Sunday here at Shades. Once again, I would like to thank our branding team for the hours that they spent on that name. It's a joke. We don't have a branding team. Um, It's Missions Sunday. What is is Missions Sunday? What are we doing here? Well, Today is a day where we remind ourselves of our missional identity and vocation. Today is a day where we remind ourselves that God has called us to to go into the world. One of the things that I love about Sunday morning is that we come and we bring ourselves. We bring all the mess, we bring all the pain, we bring all the stress, we bring all the dysfunction, we bring it all into Sunday morning. We don't check it out the door right we bring our entire selves that's what god wants so we come into worship and he meets us in that to heal us but in healing us he also turns us outside of ourselves he turns us outside of ourselves he takes the gaze off of us right and then onto the world right so we're reminding ourselves this morning, that our worship has this outward thrust to it. And that each of it, whether or not we believe it or not, and some days I don't believe it, (laughs) but that each of us, oh, we have this missional identity. And the Lord has given each of us, each of us, a missional vocation to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that global mission, it takes a village It takes a village. The global mission is a work that we're involved in. Okay, so it's Mission Sunday, thanks to our branding team again. And I want to spend this Sunday in the Psalms. Psalm 96. Psalm 96. Because I think, as Bonhoeffer says, when we spend time in the Psalms There is opportunity for by the Spirit to come an unsuspected power to the church. And if we are going to be a church that takes the gospel to the nations, then we are going to need an unsuspected power. A power that can only come from God. So Psalm 96 has been called the great missionary psalm. And my prayer for this morning is simple. I pray that as we walk through this psalm, the Holy Spirit would reaffirm to us our missional identity and that he would transform and empower us to fulfill our missional vocation. That's it. That's it. So there's a lot to meditate in on on Psalm 96, but I just want to focus in on three things. So first, I want us to look at how Psalm 96 fuels our missional vocation by showing us the worthlessness of idols. Psalm 96 fuels our missional vocation by showing us the worthlessness of idols. Look at verses 1 through 6 with me if you have your Bibles. If not, you can turn there. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare. His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. So the psalm that's directly before this, Psalm 95, is, it's a call to worship. And it calls the people of God to come before Yahweh and give him the praise that he deserves. And and Psalm 96 is a call to worship too, but it's different. How is it different? Um, Psalm 96 is a call to worship, but in Psalm 96, the nations are called to come before Yahweh and give him worship it would be like John Mark starting the service by not just calling shades valley but by calling the nations right to come in into worship this is an invitation to the world and why does the psalmist say that the nations should give praise to Yahweh what reasons does the psalmist give Well, the reason that the nations should give praise to Yahweh is because who Yahweh is compared to their gods? Great is the Lord. He is to be, what? Feared above all gods. Verse 5. For all gods of the peoples, they're what? Worthless idols. One of the things I was thinking about as I was preparing this week is how offensive this psalm is. <laughs> I didn't think going into Mission Sunday that this was going to be a very offensive, be a very offensive sermon. <sighs> but it is. There's a pun here in, in the Hebrew. Elohim Elilim. Um, if this is your first time at Shades, sometimes I quote the original language so it looks like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but there's a pun, and trust me, it's, it, you know, if you were there, it's super funny. It is, you know. Um, but, I mean, what we're seeing here in the midst of this, this prayer, this praise, this worship, is, I mean, it's good old-fashioned ancient Near Eastern smack talk, you know. So, you know, give it a title. It is. The psalmist goes on in, in verse 5, and, and he says that Yahweh made the heavens. And you know what's implied with this? Um, Yahweh made the heavens. So you know Baal and Shemesh and Marduk, you know that place where all those gods rule and, and fight, and it's chaotic, chaotic in there, completely unpredictable. You know that place? Yeah, Yahweh made that place. And if you go there, You won't find other gods. What will you find? Verse 5, Yahweh's splendor, his majesty, his strength, and his beauty. That's what you will find there. Michael Goheen, in his commentary, calls this uh, a de-divination of the gods. He says this is an unmasking of the gods. Unmasking of the gods, great band name. That's what's happening here. Uh, I've quoted this before, but the late author David Foster Wallace, who to my knowledge was not a Christian, did his own unmasking of the gods in our day when he stood before thousands of college students and he said this If you worship money and things, you will never have enough. If you worship your body and beauty, In sexual allure, you will feel ugly. If you worship power, you will feel weak and afraid. If you worship your intellect, you will end up feeling stupid and a fraud. Worship these things and they will destroy you. A while back, I was talking with one of our missionaries And he said that the biblical text about idolatry, which he confesses to some degree he had become familiar with, took on a whole new meaning when he was in Nepal. And he would walk down the streets, and he would see families face down on the ground before a statue. He would see individuals whose families were sick, individuals who were in need, individuals who were in poverty, and they were face down on the floor, crying out to these statues, these figures, to deliver them. Do You see the offensiveness of this psalm. You see, whether there's a physical bowing down or whether there's a metaphorical bowing down, which is what we talk about often in the West, The tragedy, as Wallace so powerfully articulates, is that idols destroy us. Idols destroy us. And so as I was reading through this psalm this week, this just came afresh over me, and and I was taken aback by it. We go to the nations with an offensive message of the gods that they worship, because we believe that idols destroy people. Do you feel the weight of that? Because we believe that idols destroy lives. All right, number two. Number two. Psalm 96 fuels our missional vocation by showing us the worthiness of God. Look at verses... 7-10 through with me. Psalm 96 fuels our missional vocation by showing us the worthiness of God. Verse 7. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering. Come into His courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Okay, what's going on in these verses? Well, there are eight imperatives, all right? Once again, I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. Eight imperatives here, all right? Eight commands, right? And what are these eight commands? What do they show? Um, They're showing the character, they're showing the nature of the praise that Yahweh deserves. That's what these verses are about. We want to praise Yahweh, we want to give Him praise with our life, with our word. Okay, what does that praise look like though? These verses are showing that. And what do they reveal about the character of the praise that Yahweh deserves? they reveal that the praise that Yahweh deserves is a costly praise. It's a praise that demands something. One of the beautiful things about the Psalms is that they show that worship and mission are not two separate activities. So do you want to know what true worship looks like in a congregation? Do you you want to see what true worship of Jesus Christ looks like how do they live? Does mission flow out of that? Whew, it's a hard word. It is to me. Worship and mission are not separated. The praise Yahweh deserves takes the form of concrete express expressions. The Psalm says, make an offering. Uh, an offering, a, a gift of allegiance to Yahweh. Come into his courts, come into Yahweh's courts and, and give homage. Give your allegiance to him. Give him your entire life. And then the last piece, like I've been saying, the psalmist calls upon the people of the earth to do what? To tell the nations. So there's, there's this evangelistic vibe, part of true praise. True praise in its character, in its essence, is evangelistic. It's not just for us, it's so the world may know. Recently, uh, Grant Primo came on a segment that, that we have on our midweek podcast called Bradford's Book Club. I don't know if you've heard of this. If you haven't, I would, I'd be really surprised. It's, it's uh, exclusive, but it, it is a really big deal. Um, and so Grant came on as a guest, and he recommended... Uh, a book by an author named Daniel Nairi, titled, All Things Sad Will Come Untrue. And so I thought that I would check this book out. It grants recommendation. Well, what's the book? Well, the book is, it's, an, it's autobiographical. It's a Christian testimony. It's a refugee's inside look on religion and geopolitics, it's, it's the processing of a boy who is separated from his father and the home that he loved. So, Daniel was born in Iran. The hero of the story is, is Daniel's mother, by far. Uh, Daniel's mother, she was well educated, she was a doctor. She had a successful medical practice. She was a devout Muslim who came from the bloodline of the prophet Muhammad. She was supported by family and friends. Daniel's family had land. They had a beautiful home. I mean, in in so many ways, they had it all. In, In so many ways, they had what so many of us spend our days longing for, Meaningful vocation, loving family, supportive friends, a secure future financially. Well, through a series of events, Daniel's mother becomes a Christian. And she joins an underground church where her her faith grows and, and blossoms. In Iran, it's a capital crime to convert to Christianity. Evangelizing and preaching to any Muslim is also prohibited. And so, over time, her life and her family's life is threatened. So she, Daniel, who was five at the time, and his sister escaped from the country. Daniel's bewildered father chose to stay behind. The family goes from this wonderful life in Iran. They end up at a refugee camp in Italy, They applied and eventually received asylum to the U.S., where they end up in Oklahoma. Here, their lives are totally different. Mrs. Nahiri, her medical license wasn't recognized in the U.S., right? So she's forced, this doctor is now forced to work a low-paying job to try to just make ends meet. The family faced poverty, Racism, even physical abuse. To really get a sense of the loss that this family experienced, you have to read the story. But they had everything. And then they chose to follow Jesus. And it, it goes really bad for them. It goes really bad for them. So Nairi writes this, he writes, how can you explain why you believe anything? So I just say what my mom says when people ask her. She looks them in the eye with the begging hope that they'll hear her and she says, because it's true. Why else would she believe it? It's true, and it's more valuable than $7 million in gold coins and thousands of acres of Persian countryside and 10 years of education to get a medical degree and all your family and a home and the best cream puffs of Jaffa. Maybe even your life. My mom wouldn't have made the trade otherwise. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I can have a flair for dramatic, ask my wife. But as I was reading this story in my office, I stopped. And I got face down on the ground. Because I didn't know what else to do. Because I was so overwhelmed. Because for a second, I saw the worth of Jesus Christ through this woman's testimony. Through this woman's life, through this woman's suffering, for a second, I clearly saw the glory, the beauty, and the worth of Jesus and who he is. And I didn't know what else to do but to get face down on the ground. And as I was down on the ground, all I could think was, this is the praise that Psalm 96 is talking about. All of that, all of that that I just spoke about. I mean, that situation is our worst nightmare, is it not, in so many ways? Losing your career, losing your, your family. All the suffering, because it's true. Our missional vocation is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth because we believe on our best day that nothing compares to the worth of knowing Jesus. Nothing compares to that worth. Whew, okay. Last point. You also with me? Yeah. Okay, I've never done this before, but I feel like the sermon needs to stop here. I have another point, and the psalmist says more. But I'm sensing that the Spirit is moving and that He's showing the worth of Christ. That's what the sermon is about it's about the worthlessness of idols and it's about the worth of Jesus Christ. It's not three steps on how to be a missional church. It's not three—not just three reasons why we should participate in global mission. This sermon is about seeing Jesus for who he is, seeing the worth of who he is, seeing the beauty of who he is, seeing his glory. And I have a sense that the Holy Spirit is revealing that to us now. Because it's only is we as the body of Christ see the worth of Christ. See his lordship. See who he is. See his value that we will take the gospel to the world. Because it's very easy in a pluralistic age to kind of just have an everybody-do-their-own-thing vibe, right? Right? And this is not about being intolerant. This is not about respecting other religions and cultures. It's not what this is about. Right. This is about the Holy Spirit empowering us in our age, in our time, to say, we want the world to know Jesus. Right. And I've had a sense, um, I'm, I'm not a fortune teller yet, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not a fortune teller, but I've just had a sense all week as I've been praying and as I was in my office that the Lord is calling somebody in this body to global mission. And this is not about manipulation. This is not about me trying to emotionally stir something up to have somebody make a decision. This is not about earning God's love or proving to him that you really learn him or solving all your problems, the global mission will certainly not do that. But I've just gotten this sense that the Lord is stirring in somebody's heart to leave everything and to go.